Hey, Peter. Yo. What's your favorite day of the week? It is one Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Wait, which one did I miss? Speak pipe. Speak pipe Wednesday. Yes. That's oh, it. Hump day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music, advice, listening, fun, and other things flowing at you. Inspiration, all that kind of good stuff. Man, you really- I'm still working on that. You caught, well, yeah. <laughs> the day that you nail the tagline, the first try- Music, advice, and inspiration. That's it. Daily jazz advice. That was nope, the formal nope, one. No, that's- That was the old back. one. Yeah. You've already thrown me for a loop in the intro because you <laughs> correctly identified Wednesday as hump day. I know. I've been wanting to do that. Friday was hump day for the longest time. It it still feels like it to me. I, I feel like hump day what? is- No, it's a flexible thing. Just like we've talked about this before. What's the first day of the week? Monday. Okay. See, a lot of people say Sunday. A lot of calendars- Think about you get a planner no, I know, I know. that says Sunday. A pillbox, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people say Sunday. Some say Monday. What, are you familiar with the Gregorian calendar? No. I'm not either, but it's a thing. <laughs> I guarantee you there's no hump day on Wednesday. Hump day's Thursday in the Gregorian. Do you really think Sunday is the Gregorian first day of the week? Huh? No, week I don't, start but I'm on saying Sunday? that some do. Some people do. Yeah. And you think that hump day starts on Friday? I'm saying some weeks hump day feels like it's Friday. <laughs> I'm never going to come around to this. No, okay. I'm just glad you got it right this one time. That's right. But it is Wednesday, hump day. And, <laughs> this uh, week, not every week. <laughs> buddy, that's just... Okay. Uh, it is Wednesday. Speak it, pipe Wednesday. It's, that we all know that every Wednesday is. Yeah, for sure. That is... something you might be interested in. Yeah, of yeah. course it is. I'm always interested in hearing from our dear listeners. And we've got a great question today from George. We're also going to be doing a little bit of listening today, mm. uh, per George's suggestion. Check this out. Hi, this is George near Boulder, Colorado. I watched a performance on YouTube of Chick Korea and Jazz and Marseillac. It's about an hour of Chick playing. Wait, was it? It's Jazz and Marseillac? It's Marciac. Marciac? But I can, that's a common mistake because, you know, well, we'll talk about this, but Marciac is a very teeny town. Even a lot of French people. I remember one time I'm on the, coming on the train from Paris and I'm talking to this French couple. They're like, oh, where are you, where are you going? Uh, you like that accent? Yeah. And I said, oh, I'm going to Marciac. And they say, oh, Mar- Marseille. I said, no, no, Marciac. They're like, oh, no, you're saying it wrong. It's Marseille. Because Marseille is a big, yeah, and we were actually on the on the TGV and going in that direction, right, right, right. And so they thought I'm a stupid American. So I you don't showed know. them the little flyer, or exactly. Something? Yeah. Well, I don't think I had anything. They just didn't believe me. They were correct about me being a stupid American, <laughs> but not for this reason. Marciac, yeah, it's not a well known city, but it's a wonderful uh, festival there. All right, let's check it out. Playing solo piano at fourteen fifty into the recording, he plays waltz for Debbie. After a brilliant opening. He goes into a long solo and throughout the entire performance keeps incredible time. Again, it's just him on a stage, no one else. And um, yeah, he, he plays around, takes liberties, plays sections with rubato. Um, but his internal sense of rhythm and time blew me away. My question is how do we practice to develop our ability to keep internal time like that? Is it hours of metronome work? And if so, how do we do this without becoming dependent on the metronome or a rhythm section? Thank you. Look forward to your insight and advice. Well, George, it's a great question. And before we get to talking about it, why don't we listen to a little bit of Chick Corea live in Marciac, solo piano 2015, playing Bill Evans' brilliant composition, Waltz for Debbie. <laughs> 
Thank you. This is uh, Bill's Waltz for Debbie. I love it. First of all, can we just say that just in one little sentence there, thick Boston accent. Oh, so Everything Boston. Is I was just so like, great. He's like, this is Waltz for Debbie. Yes. And after we're going to oh. have some chowder. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> tempo. Hmm. Okay, so just before we get too deep into this, which is, uh, it's amazing, right? What a master solo pianist. Yes. Un- incredible. And Absolutely. I think, you know, his live uh well actually there is a fair amount available not only certainly on youtube and we'll link to this recording for sure but uh you know live recordings i think that's where his solo p- playing totally really shines you know just his ability to be in the moment all the time <laughs> i mean it's it's really incredible yeah. and i love all the little signature chickisms you know what he's got a really great one of he's got a really great uh, uh grace note from above mm-hmm 
That's yep. a signature chick sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? He did yeah. it a couple times in there. So beautiful. Um, it's so, just such a part of his musical personality. You know, it's not a it's not a little trick or affectation or anything. It's just a part of yeah. the way he talks. It's like the way he talks. Totally. You know? Totally. So and, you know, this is not um, a super uh, complicated way that he's approaching the solo piano playing. For all of our, like, Open Studio Pro members and people that have checked out a lot of your jazz piano method, I mean, he's just very simply... Yeah. This kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just breaking up your hand into different... So that's just taking basically left-hand chord voicings. Yep. Breaking them up, rooted or otherwise. Yep. You know, he was doing a lot of that kind of thing. And to George's question about how do you practice... Like, so his time is is rock solid. And is it... You know, to George's question, is it hours and hours with a metronome? What do you do to get that kind of rock solid time? I would say my first answer to that or instinct for answering that is really it's just making up your mind that that's something that's important to you to have yes like that's the first step george is saying like oh i'm going to be able to play commit to it being a priority totally commit to it being part of the sound that you want to have that's really the biggest thing chick famously talks about practicing without a metronome right someone who who you think is so like who is on the time like perfectly on the beat uh was an advocate for not never practicing with a metronome, but using it as a tool to check where you are, yeah. which can be very, very effective. Um, I, I don't think there's any one right way to do any of this stuff. So some people like use a metronome all the time. Some people like check or like use it to check where yeah. you are in your time. But I think really, George, this is about practicing by keeping that groove solid. You are a big proponent of that. I know, Peter. Yeah. And I love this, this idea of starting with making it a priority and committing like, like, because it seems so simple. And a lot of you will hear that. And I know I've been guilty of this in other areas where someone will say something obvious. And when you're wanting to learn, you just say, oh yeah, I know that already. Give me, give me, give me the next part. Give me the secret part. Yeah. It's like, hold on a second. That first step is actually the most important thing. Do you embody that? Yeah. Yeah. And just because you did at one time or you acknowledge that you agree with that, doesn't mean make it any less important. I mean, we have to recenter, totally. refocus Absolutely. on that. And, you know, and think about how many times would pianists or just musicians that geek out and love Chikoria, for instance, get together and talk about, man, look at that voice and they look what he did. But we don't talk enough about, you know, this great question from George focusing in on his time, on yeah. his group, because like we take that as a as a given. I mean, it is very much the way he presents the music. But for ourselves, if we want to tap into that, it's not about like, well, let's, you know, steal all of Chick stuff. Yeah, as much as we can. You're still not going to be Chick But how do we tap into his innate sense? And I think George has really hit that with this question. And we should all use this to refocus us and to say like, okay, something that he would give the listener. Like, how does he come to a festival like Marciac and and just to paint a picture here it's it's a very teeny town but it's a big festival it's like i want to say 6 or 8000 people in like a tent but yeah. it's one of these huge like kind of almost permanent type of tents yeah. really well done the production's great i mean you can hear on this video you can see the video audio yeah. everything is chick looks very relaxed it must be a nice place very relaxed but i mean they'll have like you know he might have been playing right before you know Kamasi Washington and his 12 piece band or something like cool. it's a big yeah. festival and so for him to get up there solo piano and i'm sure just have the audience in the palm of his hands of course you know it takes a very very deep connection with groove and time and then all the other things that are layered on top of that but i totally agree and say that like the commitment to this is the most important thing and that is not then you have the execution on that but if you think about it 
by making a commitment to prioritize developing your sense of time, um, your sense of groove, the actual application of that in different performance situations of which I would say solo piano, it doesn't get any deeper than that. It's so important. Because you're that, yeah, you're, it's, it's all on you. Um, but that commitment to that, I think what has to be part of that is a sense of confidence. Yeah. And so then that brings up the quandary of like, well, how can I be confident on it when I know that I suck at it? Or like, you know, why do I suck? In, yeah. the, in the words of a YouTuber I know, why do I still suck? <laughs> but you can work on something. I mean, that acknowledgement of there being a golf between where you are and where you want to be. A golf? A golf. You know, a not go- like, oh, a golf. Like a the golf. Persian Sorry. golf. Okay, yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I thought you said that- a golf, like a Volkswagen golf or well, the sport of golf. <laughs> You know, to me, they're interchangeable. Okay. I went to public schools, my friend, so <laughs> you should know that. You did, too. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there's there's the golf. place we want to be, and then there's a golf, a golf between that, <laughs> that engulfs our lives at times. So, you know, sometimes folks are like, well, I'm just never going to get there, or it's going to be a long time till I get there. But this is where confidence totally. comes in. Totally. And I think what has to go along with confidence, just like anything in life, is a certain sense of faking it. Fake it until you make it. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what? I think we can all relate to this in some part of our lives. You know, think about, you know, especially as you get older and things that you want to be able to succeed at or times when you start to realize, you know, somebody that you really looked up to in any area, you know, be it your parents or whatever, like you idolize somebody or you think that this person does this. And then you kind of realize like, wait, do they really they're doing all the time you know and that's okay they're still the, the end result is great yeah. because maybe they're extending their confidence and their commitment yeah. you know what i mean once we prioritize something we've made that commitment we don't have to wait till it's been fully realized or 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 actualized in our skill set well and sometimes people love watching you try to keep your commitment to this even when you're not yes. a master of it yet yes and they see your 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 shoe that's what people say when they see oh they were really reaching they were really yeah. going for it it's because you, the artist is committed to something that they can't quite get yet, right. you know, and that is a beautiful thing to watch, especially for people who are very serious about it and, and very skilled at, at reaching for things just beyond their grasp. So, George, how do you work on this? Like, what's a practical way to do this that doesn't really involve a metronome? Listen, metronome practice is important. You can definitely, I've been working on actually, I just noticed playing with you, Peter, in one of our things, I tend to rush my quarter note triplets in groups of four. Mm-hmm. I've been, I just noticed, I was like, I, I was rushing the shit out of that, like, you know? And so I've been working with a metronome just to try to, in different tempos, it's a great tool for that. It's got that Russian dressing down in those All that Russian dressing. restaurants. But it happens, you know, it happens. Yeah. It's something that we have to address. But how do you, how do you make the decision is it in the flow of the music? Like, is that something you listened back to or you felt as you were playing? Yeah, no, I heard, I, well, no, I, I saw a sneaky side eye from you, but then, I, <laughs> no, 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 no but I just, I kind of heard it in the moment and then I went and checked back. I, I That's noticed, important though, hearing it in the moment. It is. I, I noticed in the moment, moment that I was, that something wasn't, wasn't quite right. And I was like, what was it? Am I rushing? I didn't know exactly what it was. So I went and checked it out and I was like, it's quarter note triplets. They're a little ahead. I'm going to go take care of that. But you don't have to... Can I interject something yeah, right yeah. there? Just because I found this quote I was looking for from Chikri, and I think it kind of pl- applies to what you just said mm. and can lead to a, a really good template of how one can practice this. Um, so Chick says, I don't know any rote ways to improve your rhythm. I personally don't advise using a metronome. You'd be following the metronome, and you want to be creating your own rhythm. Whoa. One way to do that is to make recordings of yourself and listen to yourself back 
and try to see how you can improve what you want to improve about that. But rhythm in general is something that you that you build little bit by little bit by just doing it and correcting yourself yep. and getting better at what you see. Yeah, you got you have to keep an open ear and don't rely just on other people's feedback. Really try to hear yourself and and what you're doing. No. So, how would you practice this idea of of committing to it? George, I would say like one thing that that you hear a lot of pianists do, which is this to practice it like um, something like. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, no, 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 that wasn't right. So starting a song solo piano and then figuring it out and stopping when you mess up and starting again. Yeah. Here's something you can do right now. Start the grid, and then if you get off from that grid, keep the grid going. Yeah. You just have to find your way back to that So grid. that's kind of like committing to the form in real time. So if you do something like... Ah. Yes. Oh, keep so the time going in your head. Even stopping and starting oh, so and great. keeping that... Mm, going so that doesn't stop the the time that's behind the curtain of everything that you're playing is still going and you find your way back to that you know what i mean that's sort of like the i think a way we can practice is once you start the grid going on your solo piano performance it doesn't stop Okay, everybody, this was that was some gold right there. Drop. We we can take six months off. Hey, no, all right, good night. I'm ready. Venmo Adam <laughs> at Adam. <I> love it. <laughs> Please, if that helps you. No, but that is I'm like fix that for you, right? He just fixed that for you. No, that's such an important way to practice. And um, I realize that's something that I've done on and off over the years. You're a master of it, man. I watch you do all these solo piano concerts, and your grid never stops. Even when you get off from it, yeah, you find your way back from it. And usually, it's one hand will be you know, we'll find a, a way out of it or whatever, and your left hand is still in that pocket. But that comes from the first thing we said, like commit. Commit. Commit to, on, on, a, on a big, above the clouds level, to this being an important thing. And then what, what is that, what flows from that? Totally. You know what I mean? It's like, that means that once you start something, it continues to go. You don't get sidetracked by other things. Yes, you have to think about the harmony and the melody and your touch and all that. And we hear somebody... See, what can be hard is when you start thinking about the gulf between us and Chick Corea, yeah. is you hear Chick Corea not so really like struggling. like reaching, at least a par five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like he's not struggling, yet he's reaching also. Yeah, he's not absolutely. like going off the grid. And, you know, so like so many things are locked in. But we can commit to that same thing. We just need to kind of pull back on the amount that we're playing. But then also to push ourselves as we're getting that, you know, because the thing that we're trying to get is to be able to s- commit to that time, commit to that form, commit to the rhythm, commit to the groove, totally. and continue on. And that's it's something that any of us can achieve today at the level we're at. Totally. Totally. And that doesn't require, George, like, you know, years and years of working with a metronome. And, and in fact, you know, to Chick's point, like, you might not want to do that. That might hurt your yeah. time. I've, I've had other people... Uh, famously say that that can can hurt i personally like like i said i like to use it as a reference i do too to check and, myself. I, and i think it's you know and i think even the way that chick has um and you know what we'll link to this too because he has a great video um on his channel uh, talking about why he doesn't practice with a metronome but i don't know that he's ever like no one ever should yeah and and regardless you know i mean his whole vibe about teaching everything was introducing different elements and then you have to find the things that work you know for you but it's it's one of those things that we, we know it's not going to 
on its own hurt or help. It's how you use it. Totally. And you don't want to overuse it. And it's not it's never a silver bullet. But I think what you're saying, this way to practice, at least a portion of your practice, an important part of your practice every day where you commit to the grid and stand on it. Now that is gonna help you. Like totally. that is gonna put you in a whole nother place and highly recommended. And you can build that up with, you know, root and shells, the, you know, go, going through the form, a lot of different ways to do it. But it's a concept that can work great. And I, I think what it does too, and I would just uh, you know, mention one thing about the question in general. It's important, like when we look at these big issues, and like being able to play, like as an example, what we just listened to, the master Chick Corea, where you're playing with a sense of time and groove, and and what does he call it? Um, inter- internal sense of time, that yeah. internal clock, where it's so obvious and strong and like irrefutable. You know, um, that. The the problem that each of us has and what George's question is like, how do I develop that? And it's so cool because he's not like saying like, how do I play like Chick Corea? It's like, how do I get it? And that's exactly the way to look at it. Totally. So when we – a lot of times people look at the, the, the solution to a problem. So the problem is I don't have a good sense of in, in, internal time. So they spend all this time thinking about the solution. Is that a metronome? Is that meditating? Is that getting a Adam Manis Trio CD or – Red yes, hat. Yes, it is. Yeah. That is. That I'm just is saying the, stuff I'm looking at. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's like those are all possible Available solutions. Available Apple Music? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Spotify? Yeah. <laughs> um, these are all solutions. It's like we spend 80% of the time thinking about the solutions and 20% of the time thinking about the problem yeah. because we think that's you know, like solution-based, whatever. But no, no, no. We have to really, really think about the problem more. What was that? I, Einstein had some kind of thing. Talk, I, mean, I mean, we think about this only applies to math and physics, but I think it very much applies to, to music and a lot of things. But he said something like 99%, I think, even, was like, you know, because they were like, how did you come up with the great... Um, paraphrasing and screwing this up it was albert einstein oh, this would be fun go ahead he was a bass player right no but he was basically like they're like how could you come up with the solution that's so amazing how did you figure the solution out and he was like i wasn't thinking about the solution i thought about the problem i worked on the problem it's like here's the problem let me figure it out let me look at it from different sides yeah. Yeah, let yeah. me know what it is let me and then maybe you get lucky or, and are able to be revealed to you as a solution there. Totally. And I think with this kind of thing that's so big and potentially impactful on your playing, it's, it's, a, it's a wise way to look at it. George, great question. Peter, uh, some good stuff there. Peter, if you someone too, wanted to, uh, to ask us another question, where might they go? They might go to YouTube. They might go to Twitter. There's a lot of places. But if they want to do it via voicemail yeah, yeah. or voice memo, go to youllhearit.com. Speaking of the pipe. Yeah. And you can go to Twitter. Hit us up there. I mean, we're on and off. There. I'm not going to say we're this guy always really there. wants to get our Twitter game I going. Mean, but you know, it's funny. I say it and then I don't go on there. For I, know, I know because there's so much just just mess. It's on pretty there. bad. Is your is your Twitter a mess? I don't have a Twitter anymore. Oh, you don't. But well, you've got the you'll hear at Twitter. Well, do I though? <laughs> we're going to get on there. But yeah, leave us a speak pipe at any time. And as we always say, don't feel like you have to have your your question finally refined because you have, you have several chances to ask it. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Until next time, you'll hear it.